Welcome to SEC Fan Talk, the show by SEC fans for SEC fans and your source for all SEC news, stats, scores, and more. Want to be a guest host? Sign up today at secfantalk.com. And now for your hosts, Brandon Bird, Luke Alsup, and Brad Rush. Welcome to another episode of the SEC Fan Talk. Uh, don't turn your dials, folks. I'm your host tonight, uh, Brad Rush. Um, Brandon had to take the night off, so he uh, gave the duties to the hillbilly from East Tennessee. Um, so with us tonight, like always, we have uh, Luke Ossip. What's up, Luke? Hey, buddy. Glad to be here again. And uh, with us tonight um, is actually a very good friend of mine. Um, I, this is the first time, I think, in show history it's going to be uh, one Tennessee fan to two Florida fans. All right. Uh, we got Blake Tennell. What's up, Blake? Uh, not much, buddy. How's it going? Uh, glad that you could, uh, that you could be uh, on with us tonight. Um, even though you are a Florida fan, we're not going to hold that against you. <laughs> no, I'm hey, kidding. I'm definitely not going to. I like these odds <laughs> now. <laughs> oh yeah, well we've we've stunk for years, so we'll stink again. Um, yeah, I think your boy Pruitt's turning the corner. <laughs> I, I, it takes a long time. To, it takes a long time to steer the ship, boys. It takes a long time to steer the ship. So first up. Uh, we have the great games we had last week in week 10 um, since due, due to all the postponements. Um, oh, no, it's not week 10. It's week 11, right? What's going yeah, on here? Week 11. Yep. That's what it was postponed. I mean, I was, I was, I forgot there was so many games or so few games I've lost count. Um, so the only uh, three games we really have to uh, discuss would be the uh, first game of the of the day, uh, a barn burner with two great schools, uh, the University of Kentucky versus uh, Vanderbilt University or University of Vanderbilt. I don't even know how they say it. Um, not a great game. Vanderbilt actually put some points on the board against somebody for once, and Kentucky supposedly has one of the best defenses of the SEC. Luke, what would you make of this ball game? I was really surprised with Vanderbilt, to be honest with you. Um, Kentucky is not a good team, and they are definitely not a good a good offensive team. They do have a pretty solid defense, um, but yeah, I mean, I I, I was impressed with Vandy showing. Uh, they could have gotten their doors blown off of them, but you know they they rallied back, and um, you know they kept the game. Very, very close, and uh, you know, uh, a play here or there go in Vanderbilt's favor, and they come out on top on that game. But, uh, but yeah, uh, they they really are trying to fight for who is the worst team in the East. Uh, but Vandy's just gonna keep retaining that title uh, uh, until at least next week. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. Both of those teams aren't. I mean, Kentucky was playing pretty good, decent ball at the beginning of the year, it seemed like. But um, now it kind of seems like both of them, you know, they're not really doing anything at all. I do believe this might be the first game uh, all year that Kentucky has not at least intercepted one ball. Don't hold me to it, but I'm just, you know, that's all they talked about is how many balls they intercepted. Um, bad news for uh, Tennessee if you're coming from my end, getting ready to play Vanderbilt. You know, not not this upcoming week, but you know what I'm saying. Next game, I, th- I I'm doing this a little backwards. Most of the time we do news, you know. Um, but I want to get right into the game so I can let your Florida fanboys, you know, girl out about this game <laughs> against Arkansas. Um, obviously Trask, like I've said before, and I say it again, the truth. He's probably taking the lead for the Heisman Trophy we talk, you know. I mean, his his day was 356 yards with uh, six TDs. Uh, that's, that's just a good. light day for him. That's just, just, a, that's just, just another day to office. <laughs> that's a uh, first half. So, Blake, we'll kick it to you since you are the guest and this is your squad. What did you take or what did you think about this ballgame? Um, I mean, honestly, it, it was – kind of what was expected. I mean, 
the defense isn't going to shut anybody out that has a decent offense. And Felipe Franks has like proven that he's a competent quarterback. And I mean, he's a redshirt senior now at Arkansas. So I mean, he also coming back to the school where he spent four years at. Like he he had a point to prove. Which so I mean, I thought Arkansas would score points. Um, but I don't. Outside of Alabama, I don't see really anybody being able to score enough points to stay with us. Um, so, I mean, it, it honestly seemed routine, kind of like with the Georgia game, like even down 14 at one point at Georgia, it never was like, well, we lost this one. It was like, can Georgia score 40? I don't think so. So, it's not really – yeah, so, I mean, it just it, – it was kind of just another day, like for what – they should have done to Arkansas. Nope. I, I was I, – I actually watched this ball game. Um, I was – you know, I was halfway there and, and halfway in the tank, you know, drinking my sorrows away from the Titans on Thursday. Snoozer. But uh, um, Felipe Franks didn't look that bad. 250 yards for two TDs. I mean, 15 for 19. I mean, he did his job. It's just hard to score points with Florida Gators this year. Um. Luke, obviously, I want to get your opinion on this. Uh, and the defense has really kind of turned it around, honestly, since Kyrie Campbell came back. They're now leading the SEC in sacks with, I think, 19. So, I mean, they're honestly really starting to get pressure on the quarterback, which will help those DBs in the back end. Just a little devil's advocate here. Since they've came back, who have they played? Since he's came back, Georgia, Missouri, and okay. Arkansas. Okay, so one good, one, one good offensive line. Eh, okay, take it for what's worth. You know, I just I just had to just throw that jab in there. So Luke, I'm sure you watched the game. I'm sure you fanboyed out like I said earlier. What did you think about this game? And what's your predictions for the rest of the year for the Gators? Well, I I thought that this game could potentially be a little bit of a slip up for Florida. I ne- I never thought that Arkansas would have the horses to beat Florida, but I thought that Florida coming off of that huge win against Georgia and getting that monkey off their back that they might be a little bit distracted or um, because sometimes when you win big huge games you can either ride that high into the next week or you can let your foot off the gas a little bit but Florida did not let their foot off the gas you know, kudos to Franks. I mean, the kid, he did. He he played a, a pretty good game, um, you know, to put up 35 points, even against Florida's defense. And, you know, Blake, you're right, with Brad Stewart being back, it, it totally changes their uh, that Gators' defense. Um, Arkansas, you know, it, putting up 35 points is, is all well and good, but – I'm telling you, the more that I watch Florida, I didn't think that there would be an offense that could ever compete with what LSU did last year. I don't know if they're at that level of LSU's talent offensively from last year, but, I mean, they're putting up better numbers than LSU did last year. And this is what makes that most – impressive is they're doing it against an all sec schedule they're not having cupcakes that are sprinkled in there so you know what trask is doing is at this point it's been historic and uh, you know i i think the thing that impressed me the most about this game is florida's offensive line has looked phenomenal all year trask rarely gets sacked and he rarely is getting a lot of pressure for him to even have to move out of the pocket um which is a big upgrade i think a lot of that comes with um um trask knowing the offense and knowing how to get rid of the ball because yeah yeah yeah. you're you're correct you're correct with the offensive line is well improved but, man, that right tackle spot cost us at least four plays every game. Like, Oh, yeah, he's yeah. Con- 
56. Yeah, I, he he's he is terrible. Yeah, he is. Okay, I, so here here's here's oh, I, sorry, but here here's the question I got to keep it moving. I got I, I've always wanted to say this. I got two things. You got 30 seconds to answer this question. I know the answer to this. I think I talked to y'all about it. Does Trask come back next year? Here's the other thing I wanted to say. I'm going to hang up and listen. <laughs> I no, mean, he doesn't I, come back next year. <laughs> no. Yeah, there's no no way he He's breaking Burrow and Tua, or it was really Tua's record. And, I mean, Tua was still a top five pick. Like, And he's, what, five foot 11 on a good day? Trask is 6'4", 240. I mean, and he's shown you what he can do in a year and a half of starting in the SEC. He's literally breaking records. Like, And he didn't even have his main target this week. Like, no, we didn't even mention that, oh, yeah, Kyle Pitts, the best – the best offensive weapon in the country didn't play at all. I do remember what happened last time Florida had a really good tight end, just saying. Um, yeah, that does make a huge difference, not having Kyle Pitts in the game. And, yeah, you know, Florida's wide receivers, I thought there was going to be a drop-off, losing Van Jefferson and, and Tyree Cleveland. But, I mean, their receivers this year, I mean – are out of this world and uh, i mean you, know, you lost you lost them and you lost freddie swain and yeah. josh hammond all four of them made rosters in the nfl yeah absolutely I mean, so you lost four nfl wide receivers to the draft um and it's like the offense actually got better yeah which is I wild agree. and <laughs> but brad uh you know going back to your question of where i think they go from here i mean they should win out uh I, there's no reason for them not to and everybody is going to be tuned in to see them play alabama because florida florida can beat alabama whether they will or not is a different question but Ooh. you know uh, uh, to to beat Florida, you're gonna have to score at least 45 points. Alabama's offense is good enough to put 45 points on the board against pretty much just about anybody. Um, so so looking forward, I mean that's gonna be the game that everyone is going to be sitting on the edge of their seat waiting to see because it is gonna be a offensive slugfest. Okay, ladies, we've heard enough about Florida. Spin zone here real quick, though. Spin zone, spin zone. Who, want, who wants to be drafted by the Jets? That's all I had to say. Next game up, which is hey, actually I'll, the – I'll take a cool $27 million guaranteed right now. Uh, wouldn't we all, Blake? Um, final game of the weekend was the barn burner, which led to uh, the demise – of the University of South Carolina uh, head coach. We'll talk about that later. Um, the Ole Miss Rebels and the South Carolina Gamecocks, in a, like I said, in a slob knocker. Final score, Ole Miss 59, South Carolina 42. Uh, your boy Matt Corral with 513 yards and four TDs. And Mr. Harris for South Carolina with five TDs and 200, 243 yards on the ground. 25 attempts. That's pretty good. Luke, <laughs> I know you watched this game. You texted me. I didn't. You know, I, I'm very particular, especially if you never. What'd you think? Yeah, I, I, this game completely took me by surprise. Um, I, I knew Ole Miss was going to be able to put up a bunch of points on the board, but I was. I, and Ole Miss's defense, let's face it, is horrible. I mean, they are absolutely horrible. Um, so I, they I knew stop the running nose. Exactly, and I knew South Carolina was going to be able to put up some points as well. Um, but I, I thought all, Ole Miss's offense was would pull away from them, and you know, going into that, uh, going into the third quarter, halfway through the third quarter, I mean, it that was one exciting game because you know they just. They just kept matching each other, you know, blow for blow. And, uh, you know, Harris just showed out to have five TDs in that game. You know, um, 
yeah, he was just incredible. And Matt Corral, he he's he is a top caliber quarterback. I mean, I'll give it to him. Lane Kiffin has took has taken what I thought was a above average quarterback and made him look great. So you know, but that's what Lane Kiffin does. Brett Favre-esque, you might say. Yeah, <laughs> Brett Favre-esque, you might say. <laughs> I don't know if any of y'all seen that. I did see the highlights of that guy that was wide open, and Lane Kiffin had his arms up before the ball even left Corral's hands for that touchdown pass. I don't know if y'all saw that on ESPN afterwards. Oh yeah, <laughs> Blake, what do you think about this ball game? I think the ball game was really exciting. Um, like y'all were saying, I mean, it's a ton of offense, which you know, honestly, typically Muschamp doesn't allow that, even with his bad teams. I mean. As Luke can tell you, I mean, he had a team that was ranked third in the country and went to the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. Um, But, no, I mean, I mean, Kiffin Kiffin is Kiffin. He's going to get points on the board. He he totally turned Alabama around into a different program when he came there and transformed that offense. Um, So, I mean – I think the biggest takeaway from the whole thing is South Carolina's starting corners both um, declaring to sit out the rest of the season after Muschamp got fired. They've actually had five players opt out. Yeah, those two guys are almost first-rounders, though. I mean, those those two guys are legit. They're going to be players. Yeah. So, so, so speaking of that, I'm going to segue into that. Hold on, fellas. Tell me if you hear this. That's me cracking up a pink beer so we can pour one out for the homies. Um, must champ out in South Carolina. Obviously, that's no. I mean, it's breaking news, but not breaking news. His overall record for the Gamecocks was twenty-eight and thirty over five seasons. It's tough being the SEC team in your state when you're the third best team in your state this year. I mean, the Chanticleers at Coastal Carolina. Now, take it they don't play uh, nobody, but they're still undefeated. What what can Muschamp do after this can job after he's been canned before? He can come you know, be the defensive coordinator in Gainesville. I would, well, I would I would happily take him back being DC for the same money Grantham's getting and let him go on the recruiting trail. I absolutely agree with you. I mean that's an option, but uh, there's also a little. So- <laughs> yeah, he can come back to Gainesville and buy his old house. That's because I mean yeah. the cool thing about it is in his. In his contract, there's no offset language, so South Carolina owes him his full buyout no matter where he works. Oh wow! Also, That's... there's a there, there's there's a, there's some rumblings. You know that his nephew is um, a grad assistant at the University of Tennessee. I mean, he could come being a a uh, co defensive coordinator at the University of Tennessee. He's done it before at LSU. He's done it at Auburn. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know L- why he want to come L- to Tennessee. LSU is different. You're learning from Saban. Um, you're not going to UT to learn from Pruitt. He he's clearly a better defensive coordinator than what Pruitt is. Um, I don't I don't think he goes to UT. I mean, maybe he does because he's coached everywhere else in the SEC. But um, but I don't see him doing UT. I honestly don't see him doing Florida. I don't think they fire Grantham. But um. It's it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. Maybe a team out west like um, Jimbo bring him to Texas A and M. They coached at LSU together. Um, Could he go to Michigan? Maybe they need some help. Nah, if Harbaugh's fired. So I mean, it depends on who they bring in a head coach. Who Michigan would bring in as a head coach? They definitely don't hire Muschamp. Um, but. I mean, I honestly think somewhere in the SEC he stays down here because of his recruiting. Um, he, I mean, he's honestly one of the best recruiters in the country. I mean, you can look at his time at Florida and just look at what the roster did. I mean, they sent like eight players a year to the draft. Um, I, I, the Texas A&M thing is what's really interesting to me because he was a D.C. at Texas, so he has ties recruiting in the state. And him and Jimbo have ties. So, and Texas A and M has a shit ton of money. They hey, watch your language. This is a kid. This is a kid show. This is a kid show. Oh my bad. They have a crap. <laughs> they have a crap ton of money. 
That's more better. <laughs> what I mean, so Luke, going going from here, we kind of we've we've touched on it before. I agree with Blake. I think he's going to wind up as a defensive coordinator in the SEC with yet another team. And who knows? I mean, Lane Kiffin might bring him over there to Ole Miss as much trouble as they're having. And, you know, if if Ole That's Miss had – That's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I mean, if Ole Miss has Lane Kiffin running that offense and you've got Will Muschamp give him a couple of years to actually get some talent in there at defense, Ole Miss could – uh, they they could turn into a dangerous football team in a couple of years. Yeah, we know their boosters like buying players. So yeah, well, he, he goes he goes to Ole yeah. Miss and gets paid by South Carolina and plus a mil a year. So we've we've touched on it before, Luke. Where does South Carolina go? We've said before that if you fire your coach this year, it's going to be a tough market to find somebody. Jamie Caldwell, or excuse me, Jamie Chadwell head coach for the Chanticleers, apparently is the leader in the clubhouse right now. Um, but, I mean, people are saying Hugh Freeze. I don't know if Hugh Freeze found the Lord at Liberty. Um, but, you know. I mean, he still wh- has where sanctions, do- though, with Sankey, though, doesn't he? If he comes back to SEC, he still has to go sit in, in the principal's office and find out if he has um, – what Bruce Pearl have? Show clause? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he I mean, still has – if he comes back to the SEC, he still has to have a sit-down with Sankey. So I mean, that's sure. what happens when you call for hookers on the school phone. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Luke, I mean, who, where, where where do they go? Where do they go? Uh, that's, a, that's a good question. I mean, I, honestly, I, I thought it was a bad decision to fire a Muschamp in, in a season like this with with all the the hindrances that, that every coach has had to go through. And, yeah, South Carolina is having a terrible year. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's like who who's really out there? I mean, what do you do? Do you want to you go hire somebody like, Bobby Petrino or somebody like that to come to South Carolina or, you know, or do you want to just, I don't know, who knows? I don't see any coaches that are going to jump at an opportunity to come to South Carolina that are going to instantly turn that program around. So, and having said that, what do you do? do? Do you just roll with Mike Bobo for a year and see what happens? But you know, South Carolina's in a tough spot because they need to get a coach in there and they need to go to coach in there quickly that's got a solid name behind him because every day that they lose on the recruiting trail is going to come back and bite them come next year and years down the road. I mean, they lost the state a long time ago when, when Clemson started coming up. So, um, so that moves us on now to a couple audible questions that we have. So my, my first one, go ahead and put your tinfoil cap on. I came up with this at work the other day, and I was like, man, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. So after this weekend of the postponements of COVID-19, they canceled pretty much all the noon games minus, or the midday games minus Vanderbilt and Kentucky, which has absolutely no fan base when it comes to Florida. Conspiracy theory, guys. Did they cancel the midday SEC games because of the Masters? I mean, if you think about it, the only team that has a fan base that's large enough to watch the Masters wears jorts as well. So they probably not the demographic that Augusta's <laughs> going for. See what I did there? I took a jab at y'all. So what – I mean, do you think that's even possible? I mean, I think it's it's a good question. I'm sure it didn't happen, but it's funny to think. But it could. I mean, those guys have a lot of power down there in Augusta. Yeah, it is. It is funny to think that, uh, you know, I think it's realistic. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm not a golfer. So, you know, I would, I would rather watch Kentucky and, uh, you know, and Vanderbilt play than watch the masters, <laughs> but that, but that's just me. That's just me. That's just coming from one man's opinion. But, uh, but but yeah, uh, I did hear that the viewers master. I mean, the masters viewership was was definitely up 
uh, on Saturday. So uh, maybe that did come from a, a lack of <laughs> SEC games being played. Uh, hello, friends. What do you think, Blake? I think you got it down. Time for Audible of the Week. All right. Next Audible question. I got a couple here. So the first one is not Price is Right rules because it's not a number. It's just a question. So SEC has ranked the best QBR seasons in, in college football. Who sits atop the throne? I would think Joe Burrow. That would be my guess, but I mean, uh, if I, I don't know, it could be Kyler Murray or Baker Mayfield. I don't. I would have to say Joe Burrow. I think it's, I think it's somebody we're not thinking of. And being Brad, that's like a UT fan here. I'm gonna no, go. No, it's not. It's it's not. It's not a UT person. I promise. Oh, okay. So you're All both right. wrong. I'm about to knock your socks off. It's Cole Justin McCall. Fields. Justin, Justin Fields. That's he also holds the 12th best season of all time. I mean, how is that even possible? With He's only played one year. How do you get two? It's yeah. a pretty good year, I guess, guys. <laughs> they've only played, what, three games? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say Trask is this year is higher than what his is. I mean, yeah. he just had well, a perfect... we'll have to wait to see that at the end of the year. Maybe he throws 10 interceptions against UT at the end of the year. We don't know. We don't know. I would highly doubt that Trask does that. I mean, me too, but stranger things have happened. We've landed on the moon, they say. I just don't know what this fascination with Fields is. I mean, I, the kid is a phenomenal talent. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he he's going to be a phenomenal talent in the in the NFL, but but all this talk this year about how he is like without a doubt the best quarterback in the country i mean give me a break i would rather have trask i would rather have trevor lawrence without a doubt and then fields and it's not even a close okay guys speaking of trevor lawrence price is right rules here so that's closest to the actual price without going over will win in this case absolutely nothing Where's Trevor Lawrence on the all-time best QBR list? And I better get a calculator out because I'm awful at math. I don't know, 15? Okay, Blake's got 15. What you got? Don't. I mean, we, we don't like to $1 him here, but you know. Yeah, I'm not going to $1 him here. Uh, uh, I'm going to say 7th. Well... All time, he's number thirty-four. So Blake's the winner. Wow. Oh wow. That's. I mean, for them to say he was that that had a great of a season, that's very surprising to be that low with the last one. And we're going to keep it moving here. This is for you guys because I love you all. Where's Tim Tebow at on that list? Same rules of prices, pri- right? Ugh. Mm. That shovel pass worked. Um. <laughs> <laughs> And you do know if you hit it on the money, you do win an extra thousand dollars. Go number six. Hmm. I'm gonna say fifteen. I mean, I, I that's you would win the showcase, but neither one of you are anywhere close. He's forty-seven. Oh, well. So that segues us in to the last section for tonight's show: that the upcoming games this week. First game we got at 12 o'clock on the SEC Network. It's got the LSU uh, Bayou Bengals versus the Razorbacks of Arkansas, which in my humble opinion are probably the third best team in the West this year. Behind A&M and, and Alabama, of course. Spread on that game is minus one LSU. Blake, who do you got? <laughs> Give us the score. Uh, I'm going to take Arkansas on this one. I think LSU's got a little too much going on down there. Um, I think Felipe has another good game. Um, they had a couple wide receivers do some good against us. Now, granted, LSU still has Derek Stingley, so that means one side of the field is locked down. Um, 
I'm going to say Arkansas 38, LSU 24. Luke, go ahead. Yeah, I'm taking Arkansas all the way in this game as well. Um, I, I think I think Blake's pretty close on that score. Um, I, I'm going to say tw- – I'm going to go 28-24, Arkansas. Respectable. Respectable. I disagree. I've learned my lesson. You're just my trying better half. To, yeah, you're just trying yeah, to. My yeah, my Blake knows. <laughs> my better half is from from Louisiana. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, she's from what they like to call. This is me talking the uh, Daboot, Daboot. What they say down there, which you know, when I think of Daboot, I think of Italy. You know what I'm saying? But I got LSU in this one. Arkansas Felipe Franks is good. LSU is coming off of a bye week for some. What would some say? I'm going to flip the score on you. I got a 28-24 Tigers. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think Arkansas finally slows down, even though they are two, three and four. I consider this a season for them. I mean, Arkansas, I still – I will keep going back to them getting absolutely hosed in that game against Auburn. And, you know, they really – really are four and three even though the record doesn't show it but you know um but yeah i do agree with you if they played georgia right now i i'm not sure that they wouldn't beat georgia either and i'm not saying that as a florida fan i'm just saying their offense can score more than georgia's offense can that's what that's what a florida fan would say it's like when somebody says i'm not going to lie to you that's when they normally lie (laughs) i'm not being a florida fan speaking of florida do you think georgia can score 35 they could like we got to keep it like we got to keep it moving here. <laughs> 12 o'clock game on ESPN. A real snooze fest here. A real stinker. Florida and Vanderbilt at noon on ESPN, the mothership. Florida could put a hundred up if they wanted to. <laughs> Luke, what you got on this game? Uh, man, yeah, this it's going to be a bloodbath. I can't believe that it actually got a noon. Uh, showing on ESPN. I'm surprised this game isn't on ESPN Deportes. You know, is is bad as <laughs> the this a- game the is. ESPN. Yeah, the <laughs> bringing you the finest in seldom seen sports from around the globe since 1999. If it's almost a sport, we've got it here. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Florida is just going to throttle them. Um, you know. Vanderbilt might score some points to it, it may at least make their offense not seem as anemic as as it really is but uh I, I Florida should should easily hang 50 on them so I'm going to I'm going to go uh 52 to 17 game Blake it's your turn. Tell us what you think. I don't think his score is that far off. Um, but I think I think Mullen really likes the Heisman Trophy and Trask getting the spotlight last week. And you've got quarterbacks coming back this week to play. I think he's going to pad some stats for him, honestly. Um, but, I mean, yeah, somewhere in the mid-50s to teens. Vegas says it's 31. So, a little over that. I hate, I hate to agree with y'all because as much as I love you all, I hate you all at the same time being Florida fans. Um, <laughs> I think that Florida might have a little remorse on how bad Vanderbilt is. They're, Vanderbilt's only going to win one ball game this year, and that's when they beat Tennessee. <laughs> um, at least we all agree on that. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm a realist. I'm a realist here, guys. But we don't need to talk about the University of Tennessee yet. We got that coming up here in a couple, about three more minutes. It's not going to be a good game to watch. It's I'm going to be. Enjoy it. Oh, of course, you guys are going to enjoy it. Y'all are going to probably be going downtown to winners and losers and hanging out and catching the COVID and what the cool kids <laughs> do these days. It's it's going to be a blowout. It's going to be 42-7 to 7 
Florida. Oh, I thought you were going for a the half next game time that tour. was. Yeah. I think he is. I mean, no, 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 no. <laughs> They're a little more respectable than that, guys. So the the next game that was supposed to be on, I'm guessing this was the CBS game. I bet they're hating their life right now. Texas A&M and Ole Miss has been postponed to a later date. So that moves us on to the 4 o'clock game on the SEC Network. The Alabama Crimson Tide is playing the University of Kentucky Wildcats. My good friend Colton Ponder has been turned into a Wildcats fan from Texas, but he's really from Louisiana, so he doesn't really know who he is. Blake, I don't think this is a good game either. Who do you got? I don't see much difference in this game and the Florida Vandy game. Alabama's going to put up 50-something, and then Saban will put in his new kids. I mean, 55-14. I mean, 55-10. I like that better, 55-10. 55-10. Luke? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say Blake, you're pretty, pretty spot on with that. This is just going to be another one of Alabama's joyless murder ball games. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to go. I think Kentucky might actually put up a few more points just because you know by the fourth quarter Alabama is going to have their second, third string guys playing. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, they're going to hang up half a hundred on them, I think. So, um, I'm going to go 52-21. I made it widely known that I hate three teams more than any in the SEC, Florida being number three, actually, on that list. Kentucky's number two and Alabama's number one. So, this is not a game for me. I do think it's going to be a bloodbath, but I do think that Nick Saban has a little bit. He feels bad for a couple people in the SEC, Jeremy Pruitt being one of them. He didn't hang that many on him. I don't think he's going to hang that many on Stoops. I think Kentucky's going to try to play the the possession game and try to keep the ball out of the quarterback's hands as much as he can. I don't think it's going to be a bloodbath. I don't think they hang 50. I don't even think they hang 40. I think it's going to be – 35 to 9, Alabama. Oh, wow. Moving on to the next game, I don't know how this got the prime time spot. I guess they wanted to show the nation how bad the University of Tennessee Volunteers really are. <laughs> that brings us to Tennessee going down to, I don't know how to say it. They say Jordan. It's spelled Jordan. They get very upset if you say Jordan, but I'm going to say Jordan Hare. They're going down to Jordan Hare Stadium. To play a team that has an identity crisis and by far my least favorite player in the SEC. Luke, in this ballgame, who do you got? Man. You know, Auburn is sitting there at four and two. They could very well be two and four right now if they wouldn't have been gifted two of their ball games. So the way I look at this is this game's really a toss up. Um, Auburn, Auburn's too inconsistent. You know, if your boy bum mix comes out and plays really well, then, (laughs) then, you know, I, I, I think they, they beat Tennessee, you know, pretty easily, but, um, but I think that that bum Knicks goes back to being bum Knicks, and I think uh, Tennessee not playing last week might have actually gave them a little bit of a reset. So I'm gonna go with the Vols in this game. Um, oh, think, hit, hit yeah. the starring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I might be completely crazy for it because, like I said, it all depends on on, on bum. Uh, you know if. if if he comes out and plays well, then, then yeah, Auburn's going to win this game. But, but you know, it's a coin flip with him of how he's going to play. Uh, so I, I'm I'm going with the coin flip of saying he's going to have a bad game, and I'm going to go twenty eight twenty one 
Vols over the Tigers. Blake, the spread is minus ten and a half for Tennessee. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Let me bring that up. I might have looked it wrong. No, Auburn, excuse me, ten and a half. Tennessee's not favorite. What am I thinking? Yeah, that's what I, I was wondering. Yeah, yeah, I, I misspoke. Obviously, you're probably going to go with the Tigers or the Eagles or whatever they are. What do you, what, what score you got? Um, yeah, one of my very close friends is King Dunlap, and he would probably end our friendship if I picked UT in this. Um <laughs> That's what we call a name drop around here. Name drop. <laughs> yep. Um, he actually just texted me that Muschamp got fired just a minute ago. Um, he's about he's, a day late and a dollar short. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just I, – dude, I have no faith in UT. I mean, <laughs> ever. And Malzahn normally wins enough games not to get fired. So, for him to lose to Alabama, he's got to win a few more this year to keep those boosters at least somewhat happy. Um, I think he squeezes this one out in some weird fashion, and Bo Nix gets a little more hype to his train that shouldn't exist at all. Um, probably something wild like 27-28 because the UT thing would be to miss a field or an extra point to lose a game or something. Um, oh, yeah. Well- yeah, that, uh, it's, I like it's happened that. once. Twenty-seven, was, twenty-eight. I like that one. <laughs> I mean, we we've had a reverse UT this year against uh, South Carolina when they muffed the punt and we recovered it. Um, I do know that I think Jeremy Pruitt has only been to the University of Auburn at Jordan Hare Stadium one time, and he won. Auburn was also ranked. It might have been twenty-third. It was close. I don't remember for sure. But they're not going to win this time. As bad as I hate to say it, bum Nicks is going to just run around and flip and fling and, and you know, real light in his loafers kind of guy. Sugar shoes out there running around. He's probably He might throw a pick or two, but he's going to throw a couple touchdowns because Tennessee's defensive backs are awful. <sighs> I hate to say it. I really hate to say it, but it's going to be 28-14 Auburn. I don't even want to. I don't even feel like dropping stats on that because I'm just looking at it here. And Tennessee stats are just so bad. Now moving on to the 7:30 game on the SEC network. This game probably would have been better on ESPN, but anyway, we got number 13 Georgia playing Mississippi State in Athens, which is by far one of the worst places to watch a football game. Been there. It's, it's awful. Um. Everybody here, I don't really dislike Georgia. It's like one of those things I don't even care about them. They hate us. I don't really care. You guys hate them. Blake, oh, yeah. what do you have on this ballgame? Uh, I think Leach has got a lot to get figured out over there in Starkville. Um, yeah, I mean, Kirby, there's no way Kirby loses this game. Um even though I don't think Georgia has a quarterback. I'm not really sure what happened to JT Daniels, why he doesn't see the field um, if he's cleared and these other two quarterbacks can't get it together. Um, But I still think Georgia wins. They have too many athletes. Um, I think they get it like 35 to 14, 35, 14. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Luke? I mean, there's a chance that Georgia loses this ball game, and there's a chance that if they lose, Kirby Smart might be on the hot seat. I mean, he's four and two right now, four and three loss against Mississippi State. What's your prediction on this ball game? Well, I said last week Kirby Smart's going to be on the hot seat a whole lot sooner than would people realize. Um, but uh, but yeah, it all depends on how Georgia, you know. Um, how they react um, in this uh, uncertain time. But I think Georgia, Georgia's got, just got way too much talent. Um, so, so they're going to, they're going to win pretty easily against Mississippi state. Uh, that offensive Georgia's is just not very good. Um, so, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go with uh I'm gonna go with a, a 
27 to 27 to 12 ball game uh georgia i actually don't see mississippi state scoring more than one touchdown they might score a touchdown on a field goal but getting the end zone they might only get in one time this ball game um at the same time georgia could come in really mad or they could come in saying well we're pretty much done for the year i mean anyway i mean either one is true it's funny because Castello actually has more passing yards than Bennett, but he also has over 50 more attempts. So take it for what it's worth, right? But he also has 10 interceptions. Um, I've said it before. I've said it again. The reason South, the reason Mississippi State came in and did what they did to LSU, not I mean, LSU is bad, but not that they're that bad. It's just they didn't have any tape to watch. First game, the defensive coordinators in the SEC, which are – probably the best in the nation all the way around from top to bottom got that tape and they seen oh look it's not that crazy to stop these guys they just throw it every time i think georgia wins i think georgia wins big i think mississippi state looks awful like they have before this year i think it's going final score is going to be 35 to 9 georgia I see not that. bad. What do you think, guys? Not bad. Yeah, yeah that's you right. see it. Yeah, I see the same thing. I, I'm thinking the same thing. That's why I said twelve. I don't. I don't think Mississippi State sees the end zone. I think it's just going to be they'll get close enough to kick some field goals, and that's it. Last game of the evening on the SEC alternate network. I bet there's going to be a total of about six people watch this football game nationwide. <laughs> We got the Missouri Tigers going down to Columbia, South Carolina to a team that, like we said, just can their coach. Do they come in, you know, mad, sad? Some of them probably don't care. Blake, what do you think about this ballgame? Uh, I, I mean, I, I think, like you said, they just can their coach. Um I mean, do they really have anything to play for? Um, the rest. I mean, does anybody year? other than Alabama know? Not really. I, I, Florida. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. Between <laughs> you two, nobody has nothing else to do. Um, no, man, I could honestly see. I mean, with in a in a normal year, you sometimes get an interim coach that can you know inspire some people. They pull off a couple wins, and then he doesn't get the job, which is a smart move. Um, just with, yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to get canned after all this recruiting stuff comes out. Um, so, I mean, I just, I, I, with the, with the coronavirus stuff and how everything, the world is so weird this year. I mean, these players, you can already see with what five players declaring early for the draft and sitting out now, like. I I don't know what happened. I mean, I they might not score another point the rest of the year. So, uh, Luke. Oh no, I'm sorry. You didn't give me the score. Jeez, Almighty Blake, I'm jumping in front of you. Sorry. Go ahead. Um. I don't know. Twenty twenty seven to three, maybe. I think South Carolina. Honestly, I don't know if South Carolina scores. I mean. The rest of the year, I mean, that it's a weird time, and to have your head coach and your best players decide to stop playing, it's going to be hard for the rest of the team not to as well. I mean, maybe that shows the respect they had for Muschamp. Well, uh, I've I've made this comment before. I actually think Missouri's on the up and up. Um, they do have the poster child of the AARP, Mister Roundtree, that plays there. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of this ball game? Does South Carolina show up, or do they not? I think South Carolina. It, it, I think they pretty much throw in the towel for the rest of the season. Um, I, I totally agree with Blake on that. You know, it's it, you can people can say whatever they want to about Will Muschamp. Everywhere that guy has coached, his players have loved him. Um, 
So that's why I think it was a huge mistake to fire him the way that they did. Uh, because from here on out, from here on out, I, I don't think South Carolina wins another game for the remainder of the season. And I don't even know who they've got remainder on their schedule, but, um, but uh, I'm, I'm taking Missouri over a deflated South Carolina and I'm going to say it's going to be a, a, a 31 to six game. See, I, I think you are wrong. But before I get into my predictions and whatnot, I did have to say that Mr. Muschamp had a tough look on the sideline. I call it kind of like a midlife crisis look with the with the reading glasses. Um, he was looking like he was being very astute and taking his job very serious, but it didn't get nowhere. Um, I still think South Carolina has a little fight left in them, maybe to try to prove prove something to somebody that they are better than what they thought. That maybe if I mean, it doesn't matter now, but if they play hard, maybe they're like, look, you shouldn't have fired our coach. We had this ability. But then they could just spin zone and say, well, you should have played better with him. Anyway, um, I think South Carolina's defense is actually good enough to stop Missouri's offense. And I, like I said, I think they might come in with something to play for or try to show, not really play for, something to show. I think South Carolina pulls this game out 28-21. to 21 on the SEC alternate network with six people watching. Bold prediction, Kyle. I don't Let's see if it pays off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they're going to stop Missouri's passing attack when they're starting two corners to be declared for the NFL draft. Yeah. Hey, crazier things have happened. <laughs> well, <laughs> that brings us to the end of the show. Um, I'm no professional host. Mr. Bird will be back next week. Um, we want to say thanks to Blake for coming on tonight. Um, you're always invited back anytime you want. If you want to become an, a, a guest host on SEC Fan Talk, you can go to secfantalk.com, sign up, and now we're giving you the option. I don't know who's going to be the guinea pig, but if somebody signs up and they want to talk about, you can do either pick your a team about or a show about your team, or we can do the full gamut of stuff like we do. Um, so just go to secfantalk.com, sign up. Um, we'll get in touch with you, and we'll make it happen. Um, for Blake, Luke, and myself, Brad, we sure do appreciate y'all listening. Um, we love every each one, one. We love each and every one of y'all. Um, you're you're going to be the OGs. This thing's going to get big, I promise. So thank y'all. Um, we appreciate it. Have a good night. Go Gators and go Tar Heels. It just means more.